Actually recording this time. Uh, welcome back to Sports Dump, Lewis County's only sports podcast, formerly known as Let's Take About It. Sponsored by Elam's Home Furnishings and Sleep Center, as well as Global Septic. I'm Aaron Vantile, joined tonight by Chronicle Sports Editor Eric Trent and sports writer Alec Dietz. And fellas... That's right. It's the final countdown to the state football championships. Uh, how do we feel going into the the last weekend of football season? Are you sad to see it go? Are you glad it's over? I'm just excited. Excited to watch the the championships this weekend. I think I, but I am getting to the point where I'm tired of being, you know, in the cold rain for seven straight hours trying to take photos. <laughs> so um, it'd be nice when, but I mean, basketball season's already here, but it'd be nice when it's in full swing. Trent? Yeah, no more uh, checking the weather every Friday and Saturday to see if we have to wear rain gear. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, that'll be nice. Um, yeah, and I remember back when I was uh, out covering games every week, my my favorite sports season was always whatever one was coming next. Like by the middle of football, I'd be like, oh, man, I can't wait for basketball. Yep. And by basketball, I'd be like, oh, man, I can't wait to sit out in the sun and cover some <laughs> baseball. <laughs> and then just dink around and do very little in the summer. Yep. It was great. But uh, let's take a look at what happened last weekend in the state football semifinals. In the two A's, Tumwater beat Squalicum 14-3. to The weather sucked, apparently. Is yes. That, is that yes. accurate? Yeah. Okay, Alec is confirming the weather sucked. <laughs> uh, Alex Overbay threw a touchdown pass to Ryan Otten, and Peyton Hoyt had a touchdown run for Tumwater. And the T-Birds are playing Linden in the finals on Saturday. Eric Trent, this is basically your home team. Uh, how do you feel going into that one? Are you are you pulling one way or the other? Three years ago, I never would imagine I'd be covering Tumwater against Linden because I actually covered them the last time they met in the playoffs when Linden beat them, I think it was 28-27, in the state semifinals, 2018 or 19. It was in Bellingham. That was like a really good game. Mm-hmm. But it's weird now that I'm now going to be covering Tom water and not Linden. And on the other side of things, don't they have the same, they've got the same uniform colors too. Don't they, they do. It's really weird. They're almost like identical colors. Creepy. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, which Alec, you were up at that game, right? Yeah. Uh, how, how were things? Uh, well, by that point, I think by half, I was just kind of ready to go home uh-huh. <laughs> personally, to be honest, because it was at the, it was a double header. Um, I, I, I sat in the stands for the second half instead of taking photos. I was like, you know, I've been in this rain for long enough. <laughs> but uh, just thank, from the, thank you for your service. Yes, <laughs> uh, just from uh, the the game standpoint, uh, um, Tom Water's defense was really impressive. Uh, you know, their offense kind of just did enough to win, um, and, but their defense really kept in check. Uh, Squalicum's two uh, Washington State commits in their backfield. Uh, the quarterback, who I think is being recruited as a receiver. Uh, it's got like four three speed or something. Uh, Leighton Smithson and then um, Javinsky Schlenbacher. Did I get That's that a right? Hell of a name. Um, he, their running back, who's like a three star borderline four star running back commit for Wazoo, didn't really do much either. So um, uh, I don't think a lot of people kind of expected the game to be a defensive battle, but that's kind of what it turned out to. And and Tumwater kind of came on top pretty convincingly. And I heard the other semifinal was also kind of a defensive battle came down to the wire. So, um, yeah, I think this, this game this weekend might be, um, a low scoring affair. Interesting. 
All right. Uh, in the two Bs, uh, on Alaska loses the Kalama to end its season. The loggers kind of picked things up in the second half of this one, but it was 40 to eight at one point in the second half. What was the final 40, 46, 30, I think 46, 30. Yep. Okay. Uh, for on Alaska, Marshall Haight had 25 carries for 175 yards and two touchdowns. And Colby Mazingo ran for 110 yards. And on the other side, Kalama's Jackson Essery was 12 of 17 passing for 259 yards and four touchdowns. And he ran for 120 yards and two scores. Uh, on Alaska had 346 yards of offense. And who is, which one of you guys were at this one? Alec or uh, Trent? You I was were there? at this one. How did, how did Kalama look? Kalama just big played him. Uh, mm. Alaska had a chance to go up by touch to go up, you know, seven or eight to nothing uh, in the beginning and they mess it up with well, penalties. Let's, let, let's be honest. It would not have been seven, nothing. It, it might've been six. Nothing. It would have been six or eight. Nothing. It might've been eight, <laughs> nothing. It would not have been seven. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. They had a chance to go up on them early. They messed it up. Um, Kalama then threw a 60 some yard touchdown blew the top over the off their defense and that's kind of how it went the rest of the way. Kalama would just have a huge play. Esri would break loose or just throw a long bomb and um on Alaska just didn't have an answer for him. Yeah. Um all right. What uh how did Kalama's front line look? Was on Alaska able to to get through him and disrupt Esri at all? Um a little bit. They got to him, to him in the third quarter. Finally they started hitting him and there was like four consecutive plays where they hit him pretty hard and it looked like it took, they, it took him out of the game. I think that they pulled it, that he got pulled for concussion, but they mm. made it look like he was subbed out because they pulled him and they subbed a bunch of other guys out. Ah, but he, gamesmanship maybe you could tell he was a little dazed though. And then I saw him on the sideline with a cut below his eye and he was bleeding. Mm. So maybe they were saving him for a nap. Of mine. I don't know. But uh, Kalama was very physical. They're different than they were the last two years against on Alaska. All right, um, and on Alaska, like we said, this this wraps up the season for them. What do they finish at? I can I can never remember what their record is. Seven and six, I think. Okay, or eight, or eight and six, seven and six, seven and six. I think there were seven five before this. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, on Alaska, season on the whole, uh, how do you, how do you grade them? How'd they do? You, I mean, for all they went through, I think it was a successful season. All things, all things considered, the teams they had to play, mm-hmm. they had the toughest to be schedule in the state, probably by far. Yeah, in retrospect, their losses to what Linden Christian and Tenino, yeah, like, those look pretty good <laughs> at this point. Um, and then the only other games they lost were what Rainier Oregon, Kalama, and Napavine. Yep. Um, so yeah, the only games they lost were to a, a, a bigger team, either two B teams that are still playing or bigger schools that were in the made to at least the quarterfinals. Yeah. That's not bad. No. Good for them. Pretty good. And they did it all without throwing a pass. Yeah. <laughs> they tried a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see our other two B game from this weekend. Napavine beat Okanagan 42 to 10. Um, the score doesn't really tell you what happened in the first half where it was 14, 10 at halftime, probably closer than maybe we expected. I don't know. Uh, offensively, that fun was balanced. Gavin Parker had 114 yards and a touchdown. Ashton Demers had 88 yards. Lucas Dahl had 90 yards. Glade Shannon had a pick six and the Tigers had 449 yards of offense. Uh, Alec, you were at this one. Yes. And yeah, what was going on in the first half? Uh, you know, uh, this has kind of been a theme for, for Napa Vine, um, 
uh, honestly, a couple weeks in a row is they just got out to kind of a slow, slow start. I think they went three and out on their first two or three drives before their offense really got going. Um, um, I don't want to say they were conservative, but, you know, they were really trying to establish that that run game and, and it wasn't really doing much. And then, you know, they got a, some momentum and they went up 14-0 and then Okanagan strung together two scoring drives back-to-back to close out the half. Um, I, I, I remember Demarest threw a pick right at the end and Okanagan connect on some huge pass and were able to, like, kick a field goal right before the um, halftime buzzer and it was 14-10 and... Um, and then the, the real turning point of the game, I think Navavine came out on like their first drive, went right down the field and scored. And then I think on Okanagan's first play of their drive, uh, through a pick six to Glade Shannon. And it kind of felt like that was the, oh, I, I mean, it was still early in the game, but it kind of felt like the dagger right there. Like it, it was almost like, oh, this Navavine's up by too much now, but, um, yeah, slow start, had to make adjustments to the half and then they just kind of ran away with it after that. All right, um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Napine won by thirty, as as we kind of figured they would. Um, Todd Millis picked Okanagan, though. Wow, yeah. how embarrassing for Todd! Really embarrassing. Just, you know, it's pr- he should can't, know can't better. It. Yeah, he should he, know better. He's been around long enough. He should know better. I hope he listens to this. I'm <laughs> positive he doesn't. <laughs> uh, he might. <laughs> um, let's see. We'll have to add him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Todd, you coward. Um, <laughs> What, uh, God, there was something I was going to say and I forgot what it was now. About Napa Vine? Yeah. I've, it's, it's, it's gone now. It's too late. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> maybe it'll come to me later. I don't know. All right. So Napa Vine, Kalama going into the finals. Um, where is it? What's going on? Give me your guys's breakdowns. Yeah. So that's going to be played at Harry E. Lang Stadium in Lakewood. That's Clover Park High School. Is that what it is? Or is it Lakewood? It might, I think it's Lakewood it's High School. Lake, it's in Lakewood. It's in Lakewood. It's at a high school. I don't know if it's Lakewood High School. But uh, it's at four. Um, it's going to be, well, it's scheduled for four. There's The game before it is at noon, uh, Eatonville and Royal. So if that goes in overtime or something, I guess it could get delayed. But it's scheduled for four. Um, yeah. Yeah, those are the details All the, for all the marbles in 2B. Do you guys want to do predictions now or wait until later? We can do them now. Do them now. Yeah. All right. Predictions. It is Clover Park High School. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we all learned something today. Uh-huh. Huh. The more you know. You were right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't forget. We still have the soundboard. Don't forget. <laughs> uh, all right. So, they're both undefeated. Kalama's 11-0. Napa Vine's 12-0. Their one common opponent is on Alaska. Napa might be Ani 34-20 back on September 10th. That was Ani's season opener. Kalama beat Ani 58-6 a couple weeks ago, and then 46-30. So, uh, oh, I remember what I was going to say. I'll get to it in a minute. Uh, what's your guys' pick? There's a couple transitive wins in there, too, if you really want to go down that rabbit hole. Um, I know Kalama beat La Center. Uh, I think they squeaked out a win over La Center. And if you really go down the rabbit hole, Montesano whooped La Center. Now Vine beat Montesano. Mm-hmm. So you have that there too. But um, I don't know what my pick is, honestly. I, I, I've i been voting Napa Vine number one in the, the AP poll for a long time. I think pretty much since after their win against Ani. But um, I've, I mean, again, I haven't seen Columbia play, but I've just been impressed with how their, their defense and, and offensive line have performed. You know, I think the big question mark for them going into the season was, 
could they deal with teams like on Alaska Napa vines physicality up front and, uh, you know, be able to push back and give Jackson S three times. So he's not just running for his life. And it seems yeah. like they've actually answered that question pretty well, at least against Ani. I do think Navavine is a significantly larger challenge, literally, literally, you know, yes. because of Keith Olson and, and a bunch of other guys up front. So, um, I think it's, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. Um, but I think, I think Navavine's going to win. I think they're more well-rounded and, um, you know, if, if the Navavine DBs can keep all those receivers in front of them, um, they got a good chance to win. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I think either team should be able to theoretically should be able to score on the other one. But I also think defensively, Napvine has a pretty good shot at disrupting Kalama in a way that nobody else has been able to with Kiesel. Kiesel's in up front. Like Kalama's line is is very good, but they don't have anybody who's six, six and weighs 300 pounds and is going to USC. Right. <laughs> and you know, to stop him, they might have to, you know, double him or something. And that's just going to leave nap find plenty of, uh, plenty of opportunities to scheme and get somebody else in the backfield. And like you mentioned, nap find secondary is, it, it appears to be full of pretty good, pretty fast guys that they can throw out there to cover your, uh, Jack Doherty's and your Max Cox's and your uh, Nate Meyer and whoever else Kalama throws out there. So, yeah, it kind of seems like Napavine has the personnel to be able to disrupt Kalama a little bit. And, you know, on the flip side of things, can Kalama disrupt Napavine? I'm not sure. Like, maybe it kind of feels like I think Faye said at one, Josh Faye said at one point that, you know, Demarest hasn't been hit all year because they've got Keith Olsen there blocking for him, which kind of bodes pretty well. Keith Olsen could be the most important player in this game. Yeah, mm-hmm. could which be. Which is an interesting thing to say for a state championship game that a lineman is going to be the key to the whole thing. One single lineman is going to be the key to the whole thing, but he very well could be. I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, Trent, what's what's your pick? Yeah, after now that I've finally seen both of them play, I think Napavine will win. The thing, Onalaska didn't have anybody to cover all of uh, Kalama's wide receivers, but Napavine has those kids. They got Ashton Lander, who's really fast. They got Lucas Dahl, who's a 100-meter district champion. They have the guys that can contain those wide receivers. They have Mm -hmm. the best linemen. They have the best linebacker in Gavin Parker, the best running back in Gavin Parker. I think they have a better defensive. They have better defensive backs. I think just top to bottom, they're a better team. Yeah, the only real worry or concern or question I'd have at this point is has Napavine faced anybody that's going to throw as much and as deep as Kalama is? I, I doubt they have. I don't, no. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think, no. uh, you know, I, I talked to Josh Faye today um, for a preview story, and he said, you know, For- Forks throws it around a little bit, um, actually a lot of bit against other teams, and they just couldn't do anything against Napavine. Um and, you know, Okanagan likes to throw the ball and they, they be, did beat him for a couple of plays. Um, but then they kind of locked in once they, they made that adjustment. So um, I, I think the key for me, honestly, is what Napavine can do on the offensive end. You know, when that run, if that run game doesn't work because Kalam has shown that it's, um, you know, it can, it limited Ani pretty yeah, well. It did. And that's a really strong run. I mean, that's all they do is run. Um, so if, if Gavin Parker's not working, uh, you know, Kale Stanley's not working. Can Ashton Demarest step in, make big throws when they are daring you to do it? Um, and and how do they kind of manage that? Because he he only needed to throw six times in their last game to win this game. Yeah, and in most games he doesn't even throw it ten times in a game. Mm-hmm. So this might be one of those games where he's he might have to throw it fifteen twenty times. Uh, they might just be slants or little swing passes or something like that. But 
uh, as a young sophomore, can he avoid making that game-changing mistake that has cost Ani and Toledo in games, right? Where a fumble happens in the red zone or um, and then Kalama hits you for an 80-yard touchdown in the very next play. Like, can you avoid those plays? I think, I think that might be a key, too. All right. Uh, the thing I was going to mention is congratulations, District 4, on your... One, two, three, four, five, fifth straight uh, state two B football championship. Ooh. Uh, we really should have recognized them for this over the weekend when they officially locked it up when Napa beat Okanagan. Um, it would have been nice for them to have been able to lock it up a week earlier, but you know, here we are. <laughs> uh, for the record, 2019 Ani beat Kalama, 2018 Kalama beat Napavine, 2017 Kalama beat Liberty, and 2016 Napavine beat Liberty. In both 2015 and 2014, Okanagan beat Napavine. And before that, who was the last District 4 team to win a state championship? Eric Trent. South Bend, 2010. That's correct. And the two years before that, it was Adna in 2009 and Napavine in 2008. There's your little state tournament history section. Hey, wow. Like an encyclopedia. Uh, well, I had the <laughs> WIA page up. Oh, <laughs> I was looking at, because I, when I was working on my basketball previews, I was looking at the last time they've won a, a state championship in basketball. And on the girls' side, take a guess. Who was it? Seven Mossy Rock? Yeah. Yeah. Gary Stamper was the head coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Long time ago, and Mossy. Of yeah, all teams. I, I covered that. Uh, that <laughs> Do you know the last bo- boys team? Then I didn't look. Uh, Morton White Pass, two thousand fourteen, fifteen. Okay, so sooner. Zach yeah. Swanson. Uh, Zach, not Zach Swanson. Zach Walton. Zach Walton. Swanson. Sorry, Swanson Zach Swanson's to the lake. <laughs> yeah, they went undefeated two years in a row, thirteen, fourteen, and fourteen, fifteen. Wow. Uh, yeah, and what was it like? The first of those two years was. Yeah, 2013, because they won. They finished second in the state football championships, 2011, 12, and 13. And then that 13, 14 season, after losing the state football finals, they went undefeated in basketball, won a championship, the first wow. of two. And I know you were That's there because awesome. you always go to Spokane. I yeah, of course I was in Spokane. <laughs> yeah. How do they break those up? Are they all at Spokane, or do they do half at Yakima, half in Spokane? Do we know? For basketball. which one? Basketball? Yeah. 2B basketball is in Spokane. And 1B. And 1B. And then, so, like like 2A is in Yakima or something? 2A, 1A is Yakima, yeah. Okay. And then 3A, 4A is, I don't know. That's dumb. Why can't that? they do them all at the, the same venue? There's just too many games and too many yeah. people, too much going on. Break them up into two weekends, like they do for volleyball. They do the same thing for volleyball. Do you want to do 2A this year so you can watch Ellensburg? I want to see what happens in 2A. Okay. Yeah. Make it I mean, we'll talk to Spokane. Trent, is, Trent is making that deal now where you get to go to Yakima and hang out at the Sun Dome and he gets to That's go to fine. Spokane and That's hang out fine. at the plush seats at the Spokane. I think, the, I think the yeah. 2A tournament, the 2A girls tournament is going to be the most interesting out of any of them. I don't think there's a clear front runner. Well, don't get out ahead of your skis and just claim that there's going to be a local team there. Yeah, don't that's jinx, true. Don't uh, well, all of our friend Kyle Karnofsky and his team. <laughs> yeah. Or Doug Ashmore and his team. Yep. Or Chris White, and there's in his team, or you know Donahue, whoever. Davinus Serdo, maybe maybe Tonino <laughs> or Rochester too. Who knows? Yep. Um. Anyway, so we've gone over. Oh, Tumwater Linden. Uh, what you guys pick? I pick uh, Tumwater. Uh, T Birds. Although I think it'll be close. I like I, I I think that game will really come down to who. Tumwater is a team that's really good at limiting mistakes, and I think that's what's going to help him in this game. 
because I, I do think it'll be a low scoring game. And I think that the first team to make that big mistake, it, it's going to cost them. So I think that's going to kind of, I mean, obviously they're, they're a powerhouse too, and they're a very good football team, but I think Linden is too. Yeah. I think uh, Tom Water. Do you guys want to throw out over-unders for the two championship games this weekend? Sure. Okay. Go. What do you, what do you got? Uh, for to be, I'm checking the weather forecast just so we can, so we can do this right. Yeah. What, tell me the weather. Uh, it is going to be 46 degrees and 52% chance of rain in Lakewood on Saturday. <sighs> what about so, Puyallup? Not great. <laughs> I, I'm not sure Puyallup's going to be sunny in <laughs> 70. Uh, Napa and Kalama. I'm going to put the over under at 66 and a half. I'll take I'm the, over. the over. I'll take the over. Only cowards take the under. <laughs> I'll take the under no matter what it is for Tumwater Linden. Tumwater Linden. Uh, let's hit the over under at uh, 40. Under. Easy. Wow. Under. All right. Easy. Okay. Uh, I'll take the I'll take the over on both of them. Why not? Because <laughs> you're not a coward. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm the bravest man in fake gambling. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, when you guys were out on your adventures this weekend, what were the, uh, what were, what were the bathrooms like up at Tumwater? Uh, what were they like? Tumwater stadium's got, uh, it's got, you know, stick bolt, stick built bathrooms, right? Yeah. 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 Really low class, you know, like just terrible venue. You were looking for like the full on (laughs) sanitation station. Yeah, pretty much. And (laughs) there was nothing there. When uh, when you were out there in the rain shooting the game, were you like, man, if only I had a goal septic sanitation station just with the door blown off that I could sit in and shoot this I game I think from. about that all the time, you could actually. Just <laughs> cart one around from yeah. game to game with you. Yep. Uh, better than an umbrella. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even if it's only slightly less portable. Yeah. Um, yeah, Gobel Septic, our, our friends, they provide septic service and portable sanitation. For Thurston County, Lewis County, Mason County, Cowlitz County, and Grace Harbor County, um, you know, we often cover games in many of those counties, if not all. I can't remember the last time we were in Mason County for anything. Uh, Global Septic provides septic pumping, septic inspection, septic riser installation, commercial septic pumping, and grease trap <laughs> services, baby. <laughs> Uh, they will, of course, rent you a porta potty or even several porta potties, dozens, I'm sure, if you asked, and portable sinks. Visit gobelseptic.com, G O E B E L, septic.com, or call 360 736 2167 for more information. And with that, let's move on to other sports are happening. Uh, basketball started. What's going on? Yeah. Do we just want to maybe go over the leagues really fast? Yeah, let's outlook, uh, that kind we'll of do thing. a quick outlook. We'll go league by league. We'll start with the boys and uh, the 2A Evco. Who's good? On the boys' side, that one's going to be really interesting, I think, because, um, you know, WF West won the league last year. I think they only lost one time in league, um, but they're replacing a lot, right? How many starters are they replacing? They three? only bring back two. They only bring back two yeah. starters. They lost league MVP Carter McCoy playing up at college now. Mm-hmm. Um, they do bring back two studs, you know, yep. um, uh, Soren Dalen and Dirk Blackinger. Yep. Um, but uh, you know, losing that many starters means you yeah, open in the door for other teams. And I know Tom waters, Tom waters hungry. They're returning. Uh, Luke Brewer was a first team guard and uh, Ryan Otten apparently also plays basketball and is very good at it. 
probably helps to be six, six, you know, two forty. Um, uh, but black Hills is solid. So I think those are kind of the three teams at, at the top, but then you, you have some of these challenging teams too, that could, that could come up and make some noise. I think Shelton finished fourth Aberdeen, uh, finished sixth. Um, so, uh, it should be an interesting league. I think it's wide open. I don't think there's a favorite in that league. All right. Um, the one, a evergreen conference, which features Tenino, Eatonville, Elma, Montesano, Hoquiam. Anybody else? I think that's that all uh, of them. Did you say Montesano? Yeah, I said Montesano. Okay. Uh, who's good? Uh, it's hard to tell. I t- just actually just talked to Joe Churhart today. Uh, he said it's hard to tell because a lot of teams, there's kids that aren't turning out. Um, the teams are going to look very different than they did a year ago. Tenino brings back Takari Hickel uh, and then three freshmen who also started last year. Who mm-hmm. are, They have like six freshmen on their team and they're all six foot one or six foot two or taller. They're huge. Nice. They're very big freshmen, and they're actually pretty good. And you saw them last night in the Tonino Rochester game, right? Yep. The, the Battle of the Cattle. It's not the Scatter Creek, Scatter Creek, Creek showdown. showdown. Yeah, yeah. showdown. Uh, yeah. What uh, are we looking at? Two uh, state championship contenders there, was, or two <laughs> okay <laughs> teams? Maybe it was a very rough start for both teams. Uh, Twelve to three at the end of one quarter. Rochester oh. was up. Mm, and, like November <laughs> basketball. Uh, the halftime score is even better. Right. The halftime so. score is 17 to nine. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> Tonino ripped off a 20 to four run in the fourth quarter, took their first lead of the game with a minute 11 to go and won the game. It was, it was an awesome, it was a terrible start and an awesome finish. Um, all right. Wow. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You guys are way too, down on these guys for having a 17 nine game at halftime. Like I've seen, I've seen worse. I have and seen you, worse. you will too. Oh, like I've, I've seen worse for sure. right now on the eve of December, a 17 nine game at halftime sounds bad, but by, by the first of the year, you will have seen many worse games. Like some of those <laughs> Christmas tournament games that are like two teams from the middle of nowhere playing at 8am on a Saturday and the halftime scores 12 to six. Oh, Just wait. Just it's, <laughs> It's all in store for you guys. Woo. Oh, Lord. Uh, 2B boys, um, who's who's good? I think that's another one that kind of feels wide open. I know everyone's kind of uh, trying to catch up with Kalama. Um, they they won the, the district last year. Um, Weren't they kind of a sleeper going in or what? I can't remember anything about that. Oh, yeah, last year was the whole district tournament was just over the sports hub, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, and it was Napa Vine Clam in the district title game. Mm-hmm. Um, Wakaikum took third, Adna fourth. Okay. I think is what it was. And let's see. Uh, Adna's got a lot of pieces back, I think. The Collins kid's still there? Collins yep. kid is like the best shooter in our area. He's pretty good. Is that, is that true or is that just what Salmi told you? That is what Salmi told us, but it actually <laughs> is true. He broke the three point, single game three point record last year. He hit nine. He was nine of 11 in one game. That's pretty good. And he shot 46% on the season, which also broke the school record okay. from three. Yeah. I was telling uh, Trent this yesterday. You got a guy shooting 50% from three. He needs to take 10 a game. I know. Yeah. <laughs> he needs to take 10 a game, back man. Um, all right. What's, uh, what's nap I got? They got Keith Olson. He's quite big. It's yeah. all the football kids. Yeah. Gavin Parker, 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 Kale Stanley, Demarest Stanley. Their um, best scorer though is a sophomore, James Gross. Really? He was, he was their best offensive player. I think last year he was their best shooter. He's really good. Okay. 
Is he, he's a sophomore this year? He's a sophomore okay. this year. Right. He was tearing it up last year as a freshman. Uh, Kalama, of course, will have Esri, who has been good for four years. Yeah. He's, um, will be good again. He is good at basketball. <laughs> yeah, he's probably like the presumptive league MVP, I would think. Yeah. I think, didn't he not win it last year for some reason? Who was the league MVP last Swanson? year? Swanson. Was it Swanson or the Wakayakum kid, Lights? I think oh, it was Swanson. I, yeah, I was talking to... I think it was Swanson that won it, but Esri probably remember. should have won it. Yeah, Esri is really good um, at basketball. So I think everyone's everyone's trying to unseat them this year. It'll be wide open. Um, I, they have a lot of bids to go to state. I think they have six bids, and I think it's a it's a really deep league. There's a lot of teams that oh Esri and Lights were co MVPs last year. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Morton White Pass. Morton White Pass. Morton White Pass could be very good. They're going to be getting that Josh Saguero kid back. Oh, he's coming back. Yep. It's, they decided Shayless wasn't for them. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not for everybody. They uh, they played La Center last night and just ran him out of the building. Without Saguero. Um, nice. Gary Dotson had 24. Leighton Collette had 20. Um, it, it cracks me up that there's a high school kid named Gary. Gary. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> in 2021. Um, yeah. They had a freshman, or they had someone making their first start, Jace Peters, and he had a double-double. He dropped like 12 and 10 or something. He's probably a big kid, too. Yeah, he was like 6'3", six, 6'4", six, something. So, yeah. a Morton yeah, a white pass They're could be a surprise. Year. I think, uh, you know, Winlock could be pretty good. Well, it's Chad's team's going to play hard, yeah. Um, so, it's it's a deep league. I think, uh, like, Trent was telling me uh, more than my past at the end of the spring, everyone was afraid to play them because they were just on fire and then they got shut down because of COVID. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. they knocked off two of the top three teams near the end of the season. They lost to Kalama on a Kalama hit a buzzer beater three pointer to beat them. And right before the district playoffs, they got COVID and had to Did bow they out. Upset Toodle Lake last year too. They upset Toodle. They upset somebody else. Well, Kaikum. Okay. And so nobody wanted to face them in the district playoffs and then they got COVID and it like totally ruined it. Um, so, all right. So your all leagues, all C2BL teams last year, uh, Jackson Esri and Jake lights were the MVPs. Jake lights is a great name. Lights. Yeah. Lights graduated. Didn't he? He was a senior. He graduated. He he had to be a shooter, right? No, he was like, no, no, he was like a six, five center kind of guy. Yeah. Missed out. Uh, Swanson's still there. Swanson's got it. He feels like he's been playing five years, but he's like a sophomore. I know. I know. Um, so Zach Swanson from Tudor Lake was a first teamer. Keith Olson, Napavine, Carlo Arceo Hansen from Toledo, Chase Collins, and Brody Avalon. Brody Avalon, also a great name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Kayakum always has just bangers of names. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Brody Avalon sounds like a college kid that produced a rap record in 2009. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. So, yeah, those are <laughs> that was last year's first team. Uh, I think most of those guys are back. Carlo Arceo Hansen, is he still there? He, he out, graduated. graduated. His uh, sister is still there. Okay. Yeah. And then the rest of them, I can't remember if Brody Avalon's out of school or not. I can't remember. But it, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun year. Yeah. In, in two, for the 2B boys. A lot of good teams. Yeah. Um. All right. What about the 1B? How's Mossy Rock holding up? They lost their best player, all area player. Uh, oh, Gunnar Mulligan broke his fo- leg. Football season. Broke his leg in football. First game back too, because he missed... The f- their first few games, and he came back and broke his leg first game. Oh, that's that's rough. It yeah. sounds like their their um the younger Kalb brother is a pretty good hooper too. Yeah, um, I think that's Keegan. Keegan, Keegan is good. Cole's yeah, a freshman. Um, so he's going to come in and step in right away. So, um, yeah, they should be pretty good. They should still be pretty decent. Yeah, right. Even without Mulligan. Okay. 
Uh, over on the girls' side, Evco. What it was WFOS and Tumwater last year, right? Yep. Yeah. Tumwater beat them in the the districts. The district district Finals. championship. Yep. Yeah. On WFOS home court. Yeah. Okay. And that was was WFOS undefeated up until then. They were. They actually had beaten Tumwater earlier in the season. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, in that league, in that league, it's going to be a two-team race between um, yep. WF West and Tumwater to see who can kind of come out on top. Um, I've heard, I don't know for sure, um, that the GSHL isn't as strong of a league as Evco is for girls basketball. It wasn't that last year. Yeah, um, it so it's possible that, well, it's, it's probably likely both those teams will be going on a state barring anything catastrophic, but it, it will be interesting to see who can, kind of be the one to come out on top. I know Black Hills um, was third and they had one of the best players in the league, Addie Ainsworth, um, who is rumored to be out with an injury for a good chunk of the season. Mm -hmm. Uh, We haven't gotten that confirmed, but that'd be a big blow for them. Um, Apparently their gym is weird. Black Hills is gym. Yeah. that's what I've heard. I've been up there. Or just, just weird things happen in their gym, maybe. Gym. I don't know. Is it like Grace Harbor in that way? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Um, and then uh, and then everyone else is kind of just trying to trying to play catch up to those teams. Okay. Uh, 1A's, how does Tonino look in the 1A Evergreen Conference, and who is the team to beat? Is it Montesano? Gosh, I don't know. I feel like it's Tonino, Montesano. It's forever. Montesano. They, I, I know I haven't seen them play basketball, but they had a, a soccer player on their team a defender who was just huge. Like I was like, that's a basketball player playing soccer right now. <laughs> like, you know, um, well, her name seeing, is by seeing this one soccer player, you determined Montesano. They're good. No, <laughs> I know she's good. I know she, like I, I would put money down. I've never seen her play basketball. I don't even know if she plays basketball, <laughs> but I'm going to put money down that she's good at basketball. I think her name is like Lisherness or something. Paige Lisherness. Yeah. Yeah, I think is what it is. Yeah. yeah, does she play basketball? I don't know if she does. Okay, <laughs> I remember that name. Um, but uh, Tanino should be pretty good. Tanino has the best player in the league, and Ashley Scow, CWU uh, commit. Uh, her name was Paige Lishness. Yes, one uh, A Evergreen League co MVP in two thousand twenty one. Yeah. <laughs> Who called it? Yeah. Boom! <laughs> no, she's huge. I mean, if you see her, you'd think the same thing. She was, she's a stud. But anyway, sorry. Um, Tanino has a bunch of seniors. Pretty much every girl soccer player plays basketball. Like Grace Vestal, Megan Letts, Olivia Hunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's the re- Feltus? Feltus. Um, who's the other one? The red haired girl, not Shafrin, but Severse. Sir- Abby Severse. They're low. They have a lot of seniors. They could, mm, they'll be maybe getting second, first or second, I think. Behind Montesano and Powerhouse uh, League MVP Paige Lishness, yeah. as announced by <laughs> Alec Dietz here on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've, I've heard Ashley Chow or Scow is also very, I mean, again, co MVP. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, committed to Central Washington. Good program out there. So, um, is it? Yeah, it's a pretty good program. <laughs> For Division Two, it's pretty good. <laughs> no, it is. Their their boys team is uh, cool too. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I just saw uh, uh, Matt Poquette had fourteen for him the other night. Ooh. Yeah. And their coach is a shameless guy. Who is it? Uh, Brandon Renta. Hmm. Brandon. Yeah. Yeah, Brandon Renta. Really, he's from Shayless? Yeah, he I was no class idea. of ninety seven, ninety eight, somewhere in there. Oh hmm. wow, he's a really nice guy too. Oh, I shayless guy, you know, Ellensburg guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see what, uh, how about the two B's two B girls? Who's good. 
That's another, feels like another kind of wide open league. Adna, I think, is going to be really good. Adna was pretty good last been, year. Again, you just talked to Banish, and he's like, hey, we're going to be pretty no, good. No, they were good he's last like, it's year. Gonna be, it's going to be us and Wakayakum. They had, I, well, I think Wakayakum lost their, their two, two best, best players. Yeah. The tall girl and the fast girl. Yes, yes. exactly. Yeah. Paige <laughs> which, Mason. Which leaves the door open a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the kind of wild card in that league is, is going to be Winlock, actually. Winlock, that's the most interesting one. Because, interesting. They, um, you know, Addison Hall is very good and one of the best players in the league. M- Madison Vigri, also pretty good. And then they add PL because PL cut their program. Oh, yeah, so PL sent over so the Carper kid. Charlie Carper. Um, yeah, first team all So, league. I mean, that's kind of a well-rounded team that might make I'm not saying they win the league or anything, but um, they could they could push for a state bid. Um, yeah, I think Adna, they only lost twice last year, so they should be pretty good. Um, Napa Vine, always going to be in the mix. On Alaska might be pretty good this year. They got a bunch of seniors. Um, the the Hamilton sisters, um, you know, have been doing summer ball. They got still got the Lawrence kid too. Callie Lawrence. Callie, Callie Lawrence, Lawrence was first team. Yeah. Uh, I've heard Alex Cleveland Barrera is also pretty good at basketball, and I keep seeing videos uh, that Dennis Bauer posts of uh, Brooklyn Sandridge doing dribble drills at five, eight, six AM or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> looks, look, honestly, it looks pretty impressive. I don't know if she can shoot or do anything else, but she could dribble pretty well and <laughs> drill. So, um, yeah, I think it's another league that's kind of wide open. I don't think, yeah, I think with Wakayakum losing two of their best players, the, the key for them is does the press work with not the same level of talent there. Right. Cause I know they're kind of known for doing that full court press. So, um, I don't know. It'll be, it'll, I, I think again, both two B leagues are going to be really fun to watch this year. Okay. Brian Leighton stepped down from Toledo really? girls. Really? I know. Oh, I was oh, like Toledo should be decent this year too. Toledo's always good. Yeah. But- Greenlee Clark back. Yeah. Who's, uh, who's taking over. I <sighs> can't remember the name. Somebody I've never heard. Double duty. I don't know. It's, they have a new coach. Oh. I was surprised. I had no idea. I was like, Oh, Brian's gone. I liked him. He was really easy to work with. Uh, did you update the document? Can I look at it right here? Yep, it should be updated. It is Randy Wood. Randy Wood. Does that name Randy? strike a bell? I don't think it does. I don't think I know Randy. Hmm. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Um, yeah, that's too bad. Um, all right, and then uh, what do we got? Mossy Rock girls basketball. Any good? Very good. Defending district champs. That should be <laughs> good. It's all the volleyball girls. <laughs> it is. And they're it all is. very talented. And I, I think basketball is all of their second sports, but. I don't know about all of I feel like most of basketball them. is Peyton Torrey's main sport. Really? I think so. She's been like. She does really like good, club volleyball. Does she she's do? She's been like a really good basketball player since she was a freshman. Yeah. Okay. She's good at is basketball. Is basketball her main sport? She's Might really. Be. I don't know. She's really good so. at volleyball. She's played basketball a lot longer. Than volleyball. I know I, I know for a fact she does club volleyball, and I don't know how you would ever have time to do club volleyball and club basketball at the same time. I don't know. I don't know. I like, don't know how it, either of those things work. They're going to win districts again, though. They beat Tahola by like 40 in the district championship. Yeah, it'll, so. it'll just be a matter of if they can kind of test themselves before they get to state so that they can make a run and, and get over the top because... I, and they've, they're doing that. Their schedule, you know, they schedule all the 2B teams. I think they're playing mm, pretty much all of them. Good. They're playing Navavine. They're playing Ani. They're playing Navavine twice. Um, they're playing, um, like, they're, they're really playing up, trying to schedule those teams to test themselves throughout the year, which I think is really smart. Uh, yeah, it is. That's, that's the move. Tumwater's playing Woodenville. 
girls team. 4A Woodenville? 4A Woodenville. Do you know anything about that 4A team? 4A Powerhouse Woodenville. <laughs> 4A Woodenville? What's it like? Is your the mom the coach or something? No, that's where I graduated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also, they'll cover that game? I, no, I wish. I wish. Well, actually, it'd probably be bad if I covered it, right? Having like rooting interest. <laughs> Wear my Woodenville sweatshirt when I go. I mean, look, I, I grew up <laughs> around here, so at some points there has been like, you know, rooting interest on one team or the other. And, right, right. You know, you just got to stay quiet. That's why I never talk in press boxes. Right. And press well. box. <laughs> Who goes in the press box? I don't think I've been in a press box all year. Oh, I, the press box is the way to go, man. <laughs> When's the last time you had to take photos and write at, for the same game? Oh, I would make sure our photographers were doing their job, so I never had to. <laughs> Did you say photographers? Well, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Pete Caster and... I uh, was at Peter yeah. Brandon or somebody around to to do that. We need another photographer. Yeah, Brandon's a really good photographer too. Brandon was good. Pete yep. is, of course, uh, 2019 Idaho State Photographer of the Year. So yeah, wow. I always had uh, I, I hired well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Any other? Uh, do we know anything about wrestling yet? No. No. It's going to happen. It's it, probably going to happen. Good, yeah. We don't know anything yet, though. Is there yeah. any other winter sport? What, you got bowling? Bowling. bowling? WF West is 3-0 right now, I think. And they play tomorrow. No, they played today, and Crawler went and shot that. They actually played today. I don't know if they won, though. Okay. They played at home because Fairway Lanes is open now. Fairway You know what's just down the road from Fairway Lanes? What? Elam's Home Furnishings oh. and Mattress Gallery. Oh, that's right. So next time you go cover a bowling match, and while you're there shooting it and thinking about how much you wish you were at home on that uh, double-decker recliner you got, <laughs> you know, just swing by Elam's Home Furnishings and Mattress Gallery. One of our one of our favorite sponsors. They're great. Take a look at all their, their wares. Go in and look at their beautiful recliners there. You know, uh, dinette sets, I'm sure, um, like an entire the, the bedroom suite of <laughs> furniture and tables. And, and uh, they, well, they got mattresses, too. It's a sleep center. So all that good stuff. Go check them out. 1530 South Gold Street in Centralia, just uh, just down from the bowling alley. And you can give them a call, 360-807-1211, or send them an email, info at elamshf.com. Uh, before we get out of here, let's do the perfect report. Who's still undefeated after 12 weeks? Same team as last three, six weeks. Yeah. Feels like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Napavine, can they run the table? <laughs> I think they will. We're going to find out this week. <laughs> mm, yeah, we will. Um, and with that, uh, let's, let's wrap it up with what's the coverage plan for Saturday. We already touched on this a little bit, but... Uh, Alec, you're going to Lakewood to see Napavine. Yes. Finally get to watch Kalama. I'll finally be able to provide analysis on Jack's Nessery. Finally. We can, finally you can weigh in on Jack's Nessery, good or not. Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I will be up there too. Uh, I'm going to, I don't know, maybe I'll run the Twitter account and tweet some stuff out and take some notes, write a column, that kind of thing. You could do video. Give people like highlights, <laughs> instant highlights. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, I've done that. It's just, I need a better phone. My phone's really old. Well, we got uh, maybe Jared. I'll take, maybe I'll take that. Uh, that what? Wait, what phone are you rocking? I got the iPhone 8. Well, that's not that old. That's like four years old. Is it even a four? Yeah. That's not, that, that takes good video. Yeah, maybe I will. I, I thought know. you were saying, I thought you were going to do like, oh, I got an iPhone 5S or something. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> you were still sports editor when you had that phone. Yeah, I've had this phone for quite some time. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> it's been all over the state with me. 
been to Spokane. Um, yeah, it's been to Spokane <laughs> many a times. And uh, Trent, you're going to Tumwater, which plays in Puyallup. Yep, and only because uh, Lyndon is going to be there and Haley Palmer is covering Lyndon, so I'm meeting her for lunch. Otherwise, I would have went to Napa Vine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We would have sent uh, Alec to Tumwater. Yeah. No, we would have sent Rosane to Tumwater. <laughs> we both cover the Napfine game. <laughs> that, uh, that's not a bad plan, actually. Send all the reporters to Tumwater. Yeah. Uh, all right. We will be back next week to talk about what happened in the state football championships and get a little deeper into what's going on with basketball season and maybe even wrestling. Um, yeah. Thanks a lot.